This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at WarbyParkerTrial.com slash red. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 81. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Yes. Welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast and welcome to fall. Yeah. I think that this is our officially our first episode of fall. Well, even if it's not, we're in Florida and walking outside this past week in the morning, walking the dogs, going on the training runs in the morning now, in the morning, it felt like Oh, it's a whisper of fall. Yeah, these these days, you know, getting down into the lower 90s as opposed to the mid to upper 90s have been so refreshing. <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, no. but they have been less humid. Yes, I would say remarkably whether we're talking about the middle of the afternoon or the morning is where I could feel it most or actually leaving work tonight just the the breeze it's making all the difference in the world Mm -hmm. as far as your your ability to enjoy going outside and the Mm -hmm. in the depths of that florida summer Mm. just walking out the door fogs up your glasses (laughs) makes you start to sweat literally instantly so now that we're actually getting temperatures in the lower 90s and I, and I am I'm only half kidding about that it is actually <laughs> true but when our relative humidity is is dropping into the 40s it's great that's fantastic for us so yeah. so we're not complaining but no we don't normally get true fall feeling weather until mm. the very end of October that's true usually here and at least as far south in Florida even it takes a couple of weeks into November before we can feel it sometimes. Yeah, it can. Mm. So it's been great. And it's, it's really helped as far as, as feeling like getting out and hitting the pavement yeah. and doing some training. And since this was not a travel week for us, yeah, it made all the difference in the world. Because it wasn't like we were using a race that we were traveling to for, for training or a local race, anything like that. We didn't really have one going on this week that we did or that we could do around our work schedule. So, but we did get some training in. We did. Now, um, or I should say, you got <laughs> you got more training in than I did. Well, don't be too hasty. Now, I had a day off from work this week, and on that one day, I went on my fifteen miler. And you enjoyed some of that that Florida autumn, that Florida fall. Well, and tell us all about it. Sort of. See, the Florida fall feels better before the sun comes up when you're doing a 15 mile training run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes the allure 
of the dogs wanting to cuddle and snuggle after their morning walk is too much. And sometimes you just, I don't know, pitter-patter around the house, delay, and you don't really get started until the sun comes up, <laughs> which is what happened to me. And So mistakes were made. Mistakes were made because, yeah, I, I got out there after the sun came up, and for the first couple of hours, it was really nice. But then we got into noon and one o'clock and it was tough. You know, you get in that headspace of it's taking me forever and I'm never going to get done. It's getting hotter and all of that. And I had to turn that around. What can I say? Get up as early as you can and somehow be motivated to get out the door before that sun gets overhead and it gets really hot. And perseverance, mental messages that you send yourself about being able to get it done and feeling that sense of accomplishment afterward, so key, so key. Well, I know that you were varying up the route as much as you could to Mm -hmm. keep it interesting. And you were using those positive mantras that Jeff Galloway talks about. Oh, yeah. And that we've talked about here on the show before. So you were trying to apply some of the stuff that we were talking about last week and the week before. Yes. That's good. How, how did your training go? Uh, my training is coming along. I am still, uh, as listeners know, and if you're new to the show, I had my knee scoped back in June, and I've been in physical therapy ever since. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to start walking. So last week I did my nine-miler, and I did it without the knee brace because I was having some issues with the knee brace rubbing a raw spot on my knee. And I I didn't want that, especially going into the last couple of weeks ahead of going down to Key West for the southernmost. So I opted again for this week's run to not use the leg brace. And I was cleared by my physical therapist to do intervals for one mile. One mile. One mile. One mile. She's had me doing intervals on the treadmill in the physical therapy center and a lot of leg work to work on supporting muscles around the knee joint. Mm. All in all, I feel very good. My range of motion is, is back to where it was before. So I I'm, I'm very fortunate in that respect. I'm not having any residual pain now. So now it's really all about strengthening and, and easing back into it. So they've had me doing a lot of lateral movement. They've had me doing ladder workouts with the rope ladder on the ground. So I'm doing a lot of lateral movement, um, a lot of timing with my, my feet going in and out Mm -hmm. and then going side to side, doing a lot of work with the resistance bands to build up the supporting muscles. Mm -hmm. So she said I could do intervals and I did intervals, and I got my 11-miler in. I was able to squeeze it in between work and getting some stuff done around around the house. So I got up fairly early over the weekend mm. and knocked out my first mile as basically a walk mm-hmm. just to get moving. A warm-up. Mile two is where I did my intervals, and I did a very conservative interval set. I basically did uh, 10 seconds running, 50 seconds walking. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. One to five. A one to five ratio. And I actually, it was kind of funny in explaining to my therapist what the Jeff Galloway method is and how I would do it. And once I said, look, I can, I can do whatever intervals you think is okay. 
and I can go as short as I need to. I said, I can run for, you know, five seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. I said, I'm fine doing it like that. And she's like, oh, well, in that case, do a mile, walk the rest, and then report back. Wednesday morning is my first appointment for the week for a physical therapist. I get Ah. to report back to her. So I was able to do my mile with no pain. So here's my question, because you said she's having you do intervals. Yes. On the treadmill. Yes. And then you did intervals outside. And do you notice an appreciable difference between doing them on the treadmill and doing them outside? Yeah. The treadmill by design that has a softer deck. So there's more shock absorption. And that was her whole point of starting me on doing the treadmills. Okay. She's having me run there because she wants to just get me accustomed to doing the running. Mm. And she was actually a little bit concerned at first when I started doing the intervals. I want to say we started doing them two weeks ago. Mm. She said, you're being too conservative on your left side, which is the the knee that I got scoped. She goes, I I can tell you're shortening up or you're favoring that leg a little bit. So I want to see you, I want to see you get your stride more symmetrical and, 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 get your confidence back. And truthfully, it is, I think, a, a subconscious effort on my part to protect that part of my body that's injured. So, oh, I'm right there with you, so, having done that in the past. Yeah, so I, I didn't want to perpetuate that and then cause myself to have either an, another injury due to me favoring one side mm-hmm. like or, like, or aggravate an IT band or something else because I'm trying to compensate. So sure. she made sure that my stride was looking good doing that before clearing me to do yeah. my, my intervals this week on the road. So I noticed, of course, running on the road in my <laughs> same shoes, it, it's a little harder as yeah. far as the impact. Yeah. But you know, I was doing a much shorter interval than she was having me do. She has me running for a minute, walking for a minute. Well, it's really challenging to do shorter intervals on a treadmill. It is, I don't think there are really good treadmills that I have seen anyway that allow you to move from a run interval to a walk interval quickly and gracefully. Right. So I, you do the best you can if you're doing interval training on a treadmill. I, I, I don't like it. I'm just you, not a fan yeah. of it. Because I tend to do a really short running intervals. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really kind of jarring on a treadmill, to be honest. Oh, I yeah. Can't, if you're doing a shorter one, then it's too much acceleration and deceleration Rather than being out there and going through the drills that Jeff talks about with the acceleration gliders and and moving in and out on the road. No, I don't think that you can effectively do things like acceleration gliders on a treadmill. You can't. You can can make the intervals happen. Yeah. But in order to really get the feel for road running, there's no substitute, I don't think, other than just getting out on the road and doing it. I think the treadmill manufacturers do the best they can. Oh, sure. But over time, they they get out of whack. I am much, quote unquote, faster on a treadmill than I am on the road. The treadmill is a liar. I get off of it. I'm like, woo, I am fast. I kick (laughs) butt. I get out on the road and I'm like, I'm the slowest thing ever. Sometimes that's the only training you can do. Like for us, sometimes in the summer with our thunderstorms that we have here, outdoor running is Mm. an absolute no-go. Not because of the rain, but because of the lightning. Safety. It's a safety issue here. Right. 
And in some climates, you know, if you get up further north, you got snow in the winter time, ice, mm-hmm. whatever the case may and be. And that's not safe either. Uh, so no. So, yeah, so the treadmill serves its purpose, yep. and right now for me, it's a therapeutic tool. So yeah. that was good. Mm-hmm. I was able to do my my uh, ten second running, fifty second walking, then walk the rest of it. Yay. Did it without the leg the leg brace, mm-hmm. and felt really good by the end of it. So. Good. All things considered, not bad. And I'm doing, I'm accelerating my training. So while this is not a Jeff Galloway prescribed (laughs) method, what I am trying to do is get my training mileage up to par so that I at least have pushed my wall out to that 13 mile mark by the time we go down to Key West on October 11th, 12th. So... This weekend, I am doing a half marathon for training. So I'll be doing 13.1 here mm-hmm. at home in the neighborhood or wherever I end up running. I got a pretty good idea. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go basically six and a half out and six and a half back. That yeah. way I force myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but you're not going to push yourself with the addition of interval running I'm going to see what she'll allow me to do. I'm going to try to practice a little bit like I'm going to play, get a little more interval training in just because I, again, wanting to get myself reacclimated to it. I, because I haven't been able to do the, um, do the speed work, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been so much, I've been relying so much on the walking and I'm just, I'm just eager to get back to running and, I am just that person who, after about three and a half hours, yeah, my attention span for running mm-hmm. goes away. I'm not, I, I, and then if I have a run where I'm at the four-hour mark, I'm just done. I'm ready to call an Uber. You're speaking of being out there on the road for a long time. And if you're just focusing only on the running... And you're not using mantras and you're not using maybe motivational music or podcasts to help you with that mental training and mental strategy, then that, that can be a tough road to hoe. It is. And I, and I'm going to use all of them. I, I, Mm. I did it on the, on the walk portion. It was kind of nice on the running portion. I was really just focused on my cadence and Mm -hmm. counting my footfalls Yeah, to make sure I was getting at least 15 footfalls during that 10 second period. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because I count to this day. Yeah. So I was focusing on my, on my footfalls. And then during the walk portion, I was enjoying some podcasts and some music because I had, basically I had um, nine miles at that point to go. Well, you know, we had a very important day to us over this past weekend. We did. Yes. We had International Podcast Day. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to a lot of different podcasts while I was out there on the 15 miler. And you listened to some. What we want to know is... What do you listen to on your long run? Or, you know, if you're in the car and it's a commute and that is your marathon to get to work, <laughs> right? What what podcasts do you listen to? They don't necessarily have to be running related, just something that is interesting, makes you think, motivates you, makes you laugh, gets you in that right headspace so that that monkey brain that Jeff talks about doesn't take over. I'm 
probably have 35 or 40 different podcasts in, yeah. in my library at any given time. That's about all I listen to mm. eight, 70 to 80% of the time is mm-hmm. spoken word content and podcasts. But I know that there are tons out mm-hmm. there that we haven't heard about. Things for running, things for eating, things for drinking. And yeah. it, it doesn't even have to be that. We just want to know what you guys are listening to other than the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Yes, we're well, looking for new content all the time. Oh, yeah. So we have a six hour drive ahead of us in the middle of October. <laughs> Let's share. We would love some suggestions because we'll do it's six hours each way. So it's yeah. 12 hours on the road for Key West. For Key West. So we need some good content there. And you need some good content ahead of long run and speed work coming this week. So. And if you are looking for some suggestions from us, head on over to the Facebook page or yes. Instagram. We posted, mm-hmm. or I should say we, you posted <laughs> a bunch of episode artwork I and did. links and tagged the podcasters of some of our favorites. Yes. And yes. if you're looking for some new content on a variety of topics, and it includes technology, pop culture, beer. Humor. Humor. Whatever. We have some suggestions Recreation, for you. But, vacation. But I think, go check those out. But we would for love sure. your suggestions. So yeah. if you have some suggestions of things that I can listen to while driving us down to Key West, Yay. do me a favor. Send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net with maybe a little voice memo or audio yes. file attached. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you're from, what your recommendation is. Or leave us a voicemail at 941-677-2733. We'd love to hear it and we'd love to share because the podcast community, we showed them some love. We want to show them some more love. Absolutely. And we're always looking for good shows to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. So So. after your run and after my run, we were starving, famished even. So hungry. And it didn't help matters that all... This week, every time we would open up social media or check our email, you guys were tempting us with the food of your childhood. I th- he means this in a very positive way. I really do. It's just that I, I that this was. <laughs> We, we get feedback from, from you guys, and y'all we talk about it. how you get hungry when we're describing food. Well, mm-hmm. we, were, we were on the receiving end of that from oh, yeah. you guys this week. Oh, it was great. It was. it was great. We asked last week because Dana went on that infinity hunt while I was at work, and he got chicken fingers from Paradise Pizza, and that took him back to his childhood, mm-hmm. fed his inner eight-year-old. So we asked what takes you back and we got an email from a listener stephanie swan and she said i would say my favorite childhood comfort food was always my dad's spaghetti he used fresh never frozen hamburger and veal and also fresh herbs and spices he'd let the sauce sit and cook in a crock pot on low heat for eight hours and it was magnificent sounds magnificent she says, I'll send you the recipe. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> but if I had to choose a restaurant source for a favorite childhood comfort food, Rib City's cheese fries with spicy ranch and a cold tea. I'm wondering if that's a sweet tea or an unsweet tea. Well, as a child who grew up in the southern part of the United States, I would say there's only one correct answer to that question, and that is sweet tea. Sweet tea. tea. Yeah. 
Sweet tea. She says, during during my high school years and local county 4-H, my friends and I who had livestock shown in the fair would clean our animals in our stalls and head to Rib City, and each of us would order our own plate of fries and spicy ranch, the melted cheese over waffle fries, minus the bacon for hers. I would, I would have the bacon. And the cool but kicking ranch always hit the spot. I actually have a favorite from here, too. Oh, really? I do. What is it? Um, they do an absolutely phenomenal fried okra. Ooh, that is a good it, southern comfort food. And they serve it with that same ranch that she's talking about. So I know exactly what she's talking about Ooh. with that ranch. But I love me some fried okra. Oh, but the when you're talking about cheese fries, that's one also that I, I can totally associate. Mm-hmm. You know that that goes back to high school. Yeah, you know, not my my younger younger childhood, but. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Stephanie. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, but I mean, also homemade spaghetti. Oh, you know, I want that recipe. I'm just saying because pasta is my go to for any pre-race carbo loading type of meal. Seriously. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. We also had some feedback from the Runcation Nation on Facebook. Yes. Our, our group. We did. Our group. I don't know if you all are familiar with American Ninja Warrior. Uh, it's a little show on NBC. Yeah, they just... a couple just, of people watch that. A couple of weeks ago, they just concluded, they just had their their season finale, and, finale, and they had a million-dollar winner. Sp- spoilers. Spoilers for anybody who still has it on a DVR or whatever. But... We have a local hero that's part of that American Ninja Warrior culture who has been on that show and who is just a fantastic role model, teacher, award-winning educator. He is part of our Runcation Nation, Morgan the Moose Wright, who's been on our podcast before. Mm -hmm. He said... The pancakes at Bullig Coffee and Bites in Fort Myers. And if you look on the website. Or on Yelp. Or on Yelp. I mean, they have very creatively and cleverly named their menu items. And it's a long time, long standing staple in the community. And it, it just, I mean, all the breakfast items, I just, I, I want to go. And they have specials that they post on Facebook all the time. And all of these recommendations we'll link to in the show notes so you can check them out. But his, his recommendation, I just, you know, pancakes, they, they warm you up. They do. And there's just something about, something about having breakfast cooked for you. mm it's almost like Saturday morning when when maybe your your parents would bring you food and you're watching TV. Or, Saturday morning cartoons for yeah, our, our generation. Yeah, and, <laughs> or, uh, something like that. And and just I love like a weekend mm-hmm. tradition for us going to get brunch or breakfast. Oh, 
And that's part of it. So you can find Rib Cities in other locations outside of Florida. This is unique to Southwest Florida. So uh, we will definitely link to them so that you can check them out the next time you're down here in the area of Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or the beaches of Sanibel. You're so so right about the memory of somebody cooking breakfast for you because some of my strongest childhood memories are my dad waking me up in the morning and asking me, do I want a dippy egg? Yeah. You know, and I, how do you want your egg? Yeah. And dippy egg being yeah, you know, like an over easy. Like an over easy egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would call it a dippy egg for me when I was young. And I just, and coming down and just him in the kitchen and me having breakfast. Oh, it is just, oh, it takes you back. makes you feel so good thinking about that. But, uh, I hear you. We also had another Facebook recommendation, did we not? I feel like you should take this one because you are a huge fan. I am a fan, and this is a friend of mine from high school, Trong Brian. She said that pho is a favorite, and in Tampa she gets it, and I'm going to butcher the name of this place, I think, is the Thin On Kitchen, Saigon Deli, and Simply Pho. She says... It reminds me of weekends during childhood when my mom would make it from scratch. And still to this day, when it's cold or hot out, when I'm happy or sad, when it's spring or fall, I need me some pho. And I am a huge fan of pho. You're talking about just delicate rice noodles in this rich, unctuous bone broth Mm. with vegetables and... My favorite is when you get that really thinly sliced beef that's basically cooked by being poached in the hot broth. And it's so tender and it's just amazing. And pho is is a is a Vietnamese mm-hmm. uh, delicacy and oh. it is just yeah. Incredible. Now, there. Th- this does bring to mind the argument of pho or ramen. That's right. A, that's a debate for another day. Of course. But um, if you're going to a place that's doing pho correctly, it is so good because just the the time that goes into making a proper pho broth. Mm-hmm. Because it's not something you do quick. It's certainly nothing you do with a bullion cube and some water. I mean, <laughs> you're talking, you're 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 extracting all the flavor from these yeah. these beef shank bones, and you're you're just the marrow and the thyme and the and then the the extra vegetables and herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so good. See, this is why I had you take this one. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am, uh, and you've seen me order it more yep. times than you can count when we're out. So yeah. I, I'm a huge fan, and I am right there with you, Trung. That's amazing. It's 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 comfort food. It really it is. is truly comfort food for you. I'm. You can't eat it quickly. You have to savor it. You have to savor it. You got to yeah. slurp. I mean, it's it's noodles. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, um, it's not something you can you can really you know power through. So yeah. I I get that, and, and and you feel that broth in your bones when you eat it. You do when you eat the pho when it's done right. Yeah, I've never heard of Saigon Deli or Simply Pho. Well, she said it might be in the surrounding areas of Tampa. You know, like how you get out there to Carrollwood and oh, okay, okay, yeah, well, that would be why. Mm-hmm. So, but I linked to all of it. In the show notes. Okay. So we, people we might have a road trip yeah. the next time we're up there. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. We had some feedback on Instagram as well. Okay. Yeah. Transforming Toby on Instagram says, my favorite childhood comfort food food <laughs> is grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. Grilled cheese. And this is not the only person that said grilled cheese. I'm just saying. One of my sisters or my mom came up with the idea that putting a slice of American cheese between two slices of white bread and microwaving it for 15 seconds was a grilled cheese. <laughs> she says, today I only appreciate real grilled cheese. And she says, in Austin, Texas, there are two places to go and get it. First, and I hope I'm not butchering this, Burrow Cheese Kitchen. And I looked at the menu online, and the one I want to try when we go out there for a race... And we it have some friends in Austin, is, so we, we yes. have an excuse to go visit. Yes, is the Whalen and Willie. Ooh. Sourdough, come on. Sourdough, aged cheddar, gouda, caramelized onions, pepperoncinis, and spicy maple bacon sauce. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And the other place that she recommended was Holy, with a W, Holy Cow, and they make their grilled cheese with Texas toast. Oh. See, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff that you just described right there. That all sounds incredible. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? And I'm right there with her. I, I Grilled cheese. And, I mean, I can go as basic as two slices of Wonder Bread and yeah. processed American cheese, butter the bread, grill it up, serve it up. Oh, yeah. I can go that simple. Mm. Or, But that Waylon and Willie that Doesn't you that described. Doesn't that sound amazing? That sounds amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, my God. I just want it. Let's, you know, have a plane. My mouth is watering we get as we're talking. I'm just saying. So we also have a runner friend who is who has completed the Dopey at Walt Disney World. And he goes by Run Disnerd on Instagram. Michael Leslie says, American Chop Suey is comfort food of his. And a place that he, he now lives in Orlando, but before, when he lived in Salem, Massachusetts, he said the place to go get it is Ledger. Ledger. L-E-D-G-E-R. Mm-hmm. Ledger. Okay. Yeah. And in, in checking out the menu, it may be, it may have been some kind of special because I didn't see it as a regular offering on the menu, or maybe I was just missing it. Or we're breaking some really bad news to him on this episode that one of his favorites well, is gone. Well, Let's stay positive and say that it's a special. Okay. Right? Maybe it's a special or something like that. But I saw brunch items that looked really comfort foodie oh. on their menu, like maple glazed pork belly, creamy grits, cheddar, sous vide eggs, fried greens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you? Because, you know. You had me at maple glazed pork belly. Oh my God. And then you, you tack on creamy grits. Uh -huh. Come on. I mean, it's got to be good, right? It's just not fair. It's it's so got to be good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And one of our followers, Just Take a Dip, who we know as Steph, who is full of great Florida travel tips on her website, justadayinparadise.com. Mm -hmm. She says, my favorite comfort food when I was a kid was mac and cheese. Right there with you. Mm -hmm. that, that's, a, mm. that's a strong contender. Mm. My palate has matured, but still, who doesn't want mac and carbs? <laughs> You're not wrong. I want it. <laughs> we think the best adult version is at Charlie's Steakhouse in Tampa. See why I had you take this oh, one? Oh, 
and, and and I know Charlie's very well. They have a lobster mac and cheese that is served as a side, but it is huge. It has big hunks of fresh lobster and a creamy cheese sauce. It goes great with their wood-grilled, wet-aged steaks. Mm-mm. Get oh. it to go if you want to be alone with it. And Charlie's does also have a location in Orlando. It's right off of I-4. I I just, I think we should go. That could be arranged because I I believe we're going to be in Orlando uh, not too long from now. Tampa, Orlando, I just feel like we should should go. I don't think we need to take it to go because we don't need to be alone with it. I just think we need to film each other as when you taste it. I just think the facial expressions need to be captured and the sounds. I don't know who came up with the idea because mac and cheese by itself is pretty darn good. Mm, But then you're going to go, you know what? This needs, this needs lobster Lobster. meat. Oh (laughs) man. It's almost cheating. It's, it's so, you're just adding so much deliciousness to something that's already amazing. I know. But I'm right there with you, Steph. Mm-hmm. Yes. Check her out. I vote yes. She is just take a dip mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yep. And her website is justadayinparadise.com. Links in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Now, we also got a message from our friend Suzanne up in Lexington she, who hooked us up when we were there for the Run the Bluegrass. Oh, she was so full of great recommendations like Poppy's Mexican Restaurant. Oh, and Red State Barbecue. Well, what does she have to say for this she one? She says, in Lexington, Kentucky, Ramsey's is the place to go to for a country girl's comfort food. And she talks about the veggie plate. It looks amazing. And you would see, you know, greens, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, all of those great southern comfort foods. But then I saw on the list, in the menu... Parmesan deep fried corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love places like this if they are doing true southern cooking. Uh-huh. And even if you go to a chain like, say, Cracker Barrel, you can get the veggie plate. And I always I put veggie in quotes because a lot of southern veggies are fried, mm-hmm. covered in butter, oh, slathered yum. in gravy. Oh. You know, they're, they're cooked appropriately. Give me the potato casserole. Right. They're, they, they're covered in cheese. And... We have here locally, we have a farmer's market that does a lot of soul food and they do mm-hmm. basically a, a, a veggie plate and you get all the <sighs> sides, basically four or five sides so as your meal. And this sounds absolutely fantastic. Yes. And Suzanne knows her stuff. Oh my goodness. She was spot on with her recommendations being from <sighs> the area when we were up there traveling. So For we're sure. going to be linking to Ramsey's also in the show notes. So if you're going to be heading up towards Lexington, yes. like say maybe if you're running the bluegrass this year and you're looking for a place to check out, Ramsey's is probably going to be a great one for you. And we'd love to hear if you do go to any of these. Oh, definitely. Let us know. Yes. We got a message from one of the food trucks we've talked about on the show. Yes, that we've featured. They have just shown us some love. And it's kind of funny. I half expect them to go, you know, we recommend that you come try some uh, some uh, Mediterranean cuisine from uh, your favorite bright green food truck. Chicken shawarma? Yeah. But no, um, it was actually, they said, one of our f- uh, favorites, comfort foods, is Mansef. 
M-A-N-S-A-F. And again, I took uh, Arabic in college. It's been many, many years since I've used it, and I'm going to butcher it. So Mansaf, which is goat or lamb that is slow cooked in a yogurt sauce over rice covered with toasted pine nuts. The last time I had this, it was a Lebanese variant. Uh-huh. And it was a at a restaurant that's name escapes me right now in Atlanta. I've never had this. Back in the 90s. Oh. And it is fantastic. I've never had it. Yeah. And, and this place was legit. I mean, they were cooking uh, foods that probably y- you would only find on someone's dining room table. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. family style food. And this this was just so good. And yeah. I, we actually said, "Hey, where can you where can you find it locally yeah. here? We could recommend." And they were actually very honest. They said, "We don't know where to tell you to get it here locally. Probably, if you're looking, you're gonna need to go to a uh, uh, a larger city, major here metro, in Florida, like Tampa, Miami, yeah. and they're from Dearborn, Michigan. They're like definitely in Dearborn, but." If you are a fan of Mediterranean cuisine, oh. if you like uh, those flavors, you're looking at something that when you're talking about lamb, which has that natural gaminess, mm-hmm. and then you have like a like a yogurt sauce, which is going to give it that thickness, almost oh. like a gravy or and that tartness, mm-hmm. that is just going to hit all the right notes, and you're going to just... Oh, the, I, I can smell it in my mind right now as we're Aww. talking about it. And it, it's just fantastic. And yeah. if you can find that on a menu somewhere, take a picture, let us know, and tell us where to get it. Because, again, yes. I haven't had it for probably close to 20 years yeah. in Atlanta. So I'd love to hear where you And I haven't had it at all. And you haven't had it at all. And, so, and you should. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell us where. Tell us where. So we had a busy week. Yeah. Um, we got... All this great feedback. You guys were freaking fantastic, and we cannot thank you enough. So, you know, if you're heading to any of these places, of course, hit us up and let us know. Um, but we were really kind of squeezing all these runs in between work, errands, and then you had a doctor's appointment. I did. It was it was time for me to have my yearly eye exam. Uh, yeah. I, I was you. actually overdue, squeezing it in for... We've just been so busy with the travel and the races and things like that. But I, it's been two years since I got a new pair of glasses. Well, I think it's about time. And I need a great resource to, I want to mix it up. I want to get some new frames. I feel like, you know, we've worked so hard and we've lost all this weight and we're on our running journey and that's going to make a difference in how they fit yeah because you lose weight everywhere yeah so i'm so excited that warby parker is a sponsor of the runny drink podcast this week of this week's show and that they have a special offer for the runny drink podcast runcation nation We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, and that is that you can go on to warbyparkertrial.com slash red. That is the promotional link. Help support the show. And you get the free, no cost to you, five pairs, five-day try-on. Go on their site. Pick out the frames that you want, that you think you might want. 
tr- they will ship them to you at no cost. You have five days. Try them on. Mm. See how they look, yeah. how they feel, how they look with different outfits. How they feel when you're running. How they feel and look with different accessories for work, for a night out on the town. Model them for your friends and family and get some feedback. Or maybe I'll even get some feedback from the Runcation Nation. Yeah, because it sounds like someone is going to be taking advantage of this offer. And we're going to actually show you guys the frames that Amy's going to pick out. And you can help her select the ones that... uh, that look the best for her. Yeah. And I'm so excited because they all come with an anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. That's no additional cost. They all have a hard case and a cleaning cloth. You know, once you, once you decide on which pair, which frame is going to be yours, when they fill your prescription and send you the glasses, you have everything you need to take care of those glasses and they start at $95. And I know that the pairs you're replacing were about 400 bucks each. Yeah, they're not yeah, they are not cheap. So, you're getting top quality prescription glasses mm. starting at $95. You get yeah. to try on 5 pairs for 5 days at your own home, 100% free. Go to warbyparkertrial.com/red. That's slash /red for the Run Eat Drink podcast. Mm. Go check them out. Get yourself some glasses, support the show, and we thank Warby Parker for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. You know, we've talked about running. We've talked about eating. You know what's left. It's time to have a beverage. It is time to have a beverage. Now, you know we're big fans of beer, and if you listen to this podcast for... Any extended period of time, our our dog just woke up and shook out. And so if you if you hear him in the background, he's stretching his legs. He was taking a nap while we were recording. So if you have listened to our podcast for any length of time, we sure do thank you for listening and downloading and subscribing. But you know that we are also huge, and I mean huge, coffee nerds. Yes. If you follow our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter feeds, you know that almost daily we will post some kind of quote or picture or thought or maybe just us enjoying coffee. Yeah, we whether it's going to the local coffee shop to sit and read mm-hmm. and then have a cup yeah. when we're on vacation, making a cup of coffee in the room and mm-hmm. sitting on the balcony. balcony, or if it's just making a cup here at home, getting ready in the morning for work, you know, yeah. you know cracking a pot on the Nespresso and, and, you know, doing our crazy morning routine. It's what I look forward to as part of our morning routine the most, having yeah. a, a cup of hot coffee that tastes really flavorful, really good. And you can get so many different flavors and so many different varieties and sure. so many different preparations of coffee, whether mm-hmm. it's a standard drip brew to a Turkish coffee that's unfiltered to, I, I mentioned the coffee pods or Espresso. espressos, cappuccinos, all that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much coffee out there and there are so many places that are doing it, but there's a place that you may not be aware is making some killer coffee. 
You know Big Storm Brewing Company because we have actually done a hot take on their black IPA on the show a couple weeks back. We did. And we did a whole series with their hurricane releases and talked with their head brewer, Kevin Long. Well, I will tell you, they also have, under the Big Storm umbrella, they have Big Storm Coffee Company. Big Storm Coffee Company. They're not just brewing beer, they're brewing coffee. Yes, they're roasting coffee. They're looking at different blends of coffee. They have just celebrated their first year. And we are so lucky that John Schroeder from Big Storm arranged to have their head roaster at Big Storm Coffee Company come down and have a coffee chat with us. And his name is Chris Ramsey. And Chris was so kind with his time and his expertise. He's their their resident coffee master, picking their varietals, making their blends, doing the cupping, ensuring the quality and consistency of their beans, bagging their beans for sale. We're so glad to bring you our coffee chat with the head roaster at Big Storm Coffee Company, to help us celebrate National Coffee Day. That's right, it was. So here is our chat with Chris Ramsey. Hey, everybody. It's Amy from the Run, Eat, Drink podcast at runeatdrink.net. I'm coming to you from Big Storm Brewing in Cape Coral, Florida. And with me today is head coffee roaster... Chris Ramsey. He is joining us because, yes, Big Storm, you know we love their beer, but they roast coffee too. And he's here to talk about it because he is the man in charge. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of this episode. We're so excited. Yeah, thank you, Amy, for having me on this. You're just, you are the one who started all of this at Big Storm. Big Storm Coffee Company exists because of you, right? Yes. You have a passion for coffee. Where did that come from? Uh, mainly just doing research. Uh, when I first started, my passion wasn't really there. I just saw another opportunity to help Big Storm grow. Uh, so you started company. on the beer side? Well, not actually. Uh, we. Um, I started doing some uh, anal- analysis, so I'm oh. working in finance with the company. Uh, so it's weird because I have a engineering and a finance background. But um, once I was able to get opportunity to see us to expand on with the coffee, uh, it helped me to understand doing my research, mm-hmm. helped me to understand more about how coffee is made, which grew the love that I have for it today. People who follow our Instagram mm-hmm. know that we are coffee obsessed or we're coffee aficionados. I like the term. <laughs> right. You like it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's a, a great occasion because yesterday, you know, and I know our viewers and our listeners probably know yep. it was National Coffee Day. Yep. So that's probably a big celebration for Big Storm Coffee Company, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's something that we like to do something special for everybody. Um, this year, um, we were giving away uh, coffee mugs. 
Ooh, coffee mugs, like yeah. the ones that are here? Yes. Oh, yes. That like... was the thing, and we made a big announcement as well. <gasps> Can you talk about the big announcement? Because I know what it is, but I want our audience to know what it is, too. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we are opening, opening up our first location, retail location. Uh, it will be in Clearwater, Florida, uh, down the street from our, um, our brewery. So you brew the beer up, and it's a clear water? It's in clear water. It's in clear water, So yes. right down the road, you're going to open up a, a coffee creamery, would you say? Yes. Yes. a coffee creamery. So yes. coffee and ice cream. Coffee and ice cream. <laughs> this I love Big Storm and all of the products that you... I mean, there's beer that's delicious that probably informs or inspires the coffee. Is, is, is that right? Correct. Yes. How does it do that? So, uh, one of our core coffees, our Havana. Ooh, our Havana. Havana at the midnight. <laughs> so this is our dark roast mm -hmm. uh, coffee. Uh, in this coffee, we use a Brazil and Colombian blend um, uh, coffees. Um, and we try to mimic the profile characteristics of our beer, our Havana at the midnight porter. So you get a lot of uh, tobacco flavor um, and a little sweet that you get in the beer is what we have in this coffee. Mm. And it's it's a dark roast. Dark roast. Yeah. Yes. So it won't. It'll have. It, it kind of has a strong flavor. Correct. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So anybody who is a strong, you like a dark roast, but it's not going to be bitter. It's no. going to be smooth. It's right? going to be smooth. Correct. We have a Sunrise Daydream, which is our light roast coffee mm. um our pirate's fortune is a medium roast oh, coffee now, that we offer just that that's a medium roast so that's kind of the middle of the road for people who don't want anything that's too dark correct or too light somewhere like i mean it's the goldilocks kind of coffee i guess yeah <laughs> right, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it's named pirate's fortune is that like a tamper reference uh yes um I, we had that name before with one of our other beers uh -huh. um, so um and that's where we came up with that name. For that. So the coffee and the beer are connected Again? throughout the line. Exactly. I got that. <laughs> I got that. Now. We have some others yes. uh, that we have. Um, it's one uh, morning blend. Um, morning blend. Which is a coffee that we did for uh, ABC's morning blend in Tampa Bay. We did that coffee for them uh, when we came on the show. And that coffee actually actually won a medal Ooh. a couple weeks ago. Um, Award-winning coffee. Correct. That's like a, in a national competition? Yes, so they have a competition every year. Uh, it's the Golden Bean, mm -hmm. uh, North American Golden Bean competition. But you also have in your tap room, so you do the beans for sale, but you also have up there in the Clearwater area where people can order cold brew or uh, hot coffee or yes so we we have coffee in kegs so mm -hmm. if there's somebody an office that wants to bring our coffee in in kegs we can do that as well awesome. so we can do <laughs> uh, keg uh, coffee for, for the offices mm -hmm. to help their uh, mm -hmm. Employees stay awake at work, you know, of course. you always want that. So. Energize the work day. Exactly. 
Energize um, it, yes. So we do that, and we have cold brew cans. Cold brew cans. And mm -hmm. like here, we have the nitro. Yes, we right? have nitro and original. Okay, we have nitro and we have too. original. And then there, it's on tap here in Cape Coral. Yes, we have the nitro yeah. on tap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our nitro cold brew is on tap in all of our locations. We're going to have a little bit of a coffee tasting. Is, is that right? That is correct. Oh. Oh. It's so good. Mm. Okay, I'll try it. Not bad. Oh, I got a really, I got a, a berry. Yeah. When I inhaled, mm -hmm. I got that berry scent really strong this time. Yeah. Yeah? I love it. I love it. It doesn't need anything for me. But, Chris, mm -hmm. now <clears throat> you talked about the announcement yesterday of the, the, the big expansion yes. of the retail location of the coffee creamery that's going to be right down the road from the brewery. Correct. And we know that the beer from Big Storm is expanding into other states now, uh, the Carolinas and New Jersey. Yes. Is, is that the hope and wish for the coffee side eventually? Eventually, yeah. Um, we hope to get our to get our cans uh -huh. and our bags in other states as well. Well, I certainly hope you do. And for the coffee lovers and the coffee connoisseurs in our audience, it's just uh, BigStormBrewing.com, and then there's a, a page on the website all about the coffee and Correct. the creamery. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and you also have a following on Instagram and. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we'll link to all of that in our show notes so that you can follow the announcements and the growth and find out more about Big Storm Coffee. And Chris, normally when we have a beer here, at the end when we talk to a head brewer like when we talked to Kevin here uh -huh. about the Big Storm hurricane release, we toasted with him at the end to say thank you. So I would like to raise a glass and say thank you for the awesome knowledge that you have thrown at us. It was an honor. So cheers to you. Cheers. And cheers to Big Storm Coffee Company. He was such a nice guy and so knowledgeable about the coffee. We did a couple of live broadcasts, one on Facebook, one on Instagram. Yes. And he was so fantastic just walking us through the cupping process that he goes through to get mm -hmm. those beans exactly where he wants them yes and then walking us through a pour over mm. to prepare the perfect cup so yes. i can't recommend highly enough that if you are down here in florida or you have access to it go to the big storm brewing tap room anywhere here in the state where there is one try the cold brew mm-hmm because he's doing something really special with that cold brew. Oh. And then I believe they're selling the whole bean in the tap rooms. Well, we've seen it here. We're seeing it here. But then if you're in the Clearwater area, yeah. check out that new place that's going to be opening up when it opens. Oh. It's going to be awesome. 
coffee and ice cream and some of the ice creams are connected to the beer flavors i, I can't wait to try that and so feature that on the show too i, I can't wait to get up there and, and again they are not a sponsor no um, they are just again it's a local place that mm-hmm. we happen to really like yeah they're, they're a local florida craft brewery and roastery yes now. And we just happen to be really big fans of what they do. And and we think it's worth checking out if you're down here Mm -hmm. in Florida. And we will release some additional footage here in our feed and in our social media so that you can see kind of that, the the cupping process and the way they select their blends. And if you didn't check out the live Facebook or Instagram, you know, that's still up there and we can share tidbits of that as well. Yeah, we're going to be dropping some video quick bites, right? Mm -hmm. Video quick bites are going to be coming this week in the feed. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting those and you happen to be listening to them, but you want to check out and see what we're we're doing, Mm -hmm. check those out in a in a podcatcher app that is video friendly. Yes. And you'll be able to see that. Mm -hmm. And you'll also be able to check it out at runeatdrink.net. Of course. So. Thank you. We really, really had a blast there at Big Storm Brewing. You guys yes. are awesome. John, Chris, everybody there, thank you so much for helping us celebrate National Coffee Day. And that'll do it for us for this episode. But remember, next week, we want your podcast recommendations. And send them to us on info at runeatdrink.net. Or call us with your recommendation at 941-677-2733. Help us celebrate the International Podcast Day for even longer. And yes. help us out with our upcoming long drives. Uh, I can yes. definitely use some fresh content to listen to. Yes. So yes. we really appreciate you guys giving us some suggestions mm-hmm. and letting us know what else is sharing some space on your mobile devices mm-hmm. um, yeah. along with the Runny Drink podcast. We want to know yes. what kind of great company we're in. Mm-hmm. And we'd also love... You to help us celebrate as part of International Podcast Day by giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, for your favorite Runcation podcast. Give us a rating and review. And if you have done that already, then share our show with a fellow Runcationer as a way to celebrate too. And tag us so we know you shared and we can say thank you. So for this week, I am your co-host, Dana. And I'm your host, Amy. And you've been listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Have a great week. Have a great race. Have a great long run or a commute. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.